It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. The Wiz Kids had won it, Bobby Thompson had done it, and Yogi read the comics all the while. Rock and roll was being born, marijuana we would scorn. So down on the corner, the national pastime went on trial. We're talking baseball, Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man and Bobby Feller, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque, especially Willie, Mickey. Well, that's right. We are in the midst of baseball season right now. And as you heard from uh, the previous caller, Dave, the Phillies did indeed lose uh, to the Braves last night. And uh, that series is now tied one to one. I uh, look, I'm a long suffering Met fan, whether you're a fan of the Mets, the Yankees or the Red Sox. Now that the season's over, the regular season, and we're into the playoffs, maybe there's not a lot for you to root for. However, there's just something about baseball, especially during the playoffs and the run-up to the World Series, that's so exciting. You know, I think it was Jeffrey Lyons who was on this program last week that baseball's the only game that you can watch and have a realistic expectation that something that's never happened before might happen, but you can never predict what it is. So you have the, you have the Diamondbacks in it. You have the Dodgers in it, the Phillies, the Braves, the Rangers, the Orioles, the Astros, and the Twins. Where is it going? I don't know. But one of the things that makes baseball so appealing is that it transcends generations. It's something that is just conducive to making memories. And I don't think anybody said that better than James Earl Jones did in Field of Dreams. Constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. The sentiment that James Earl Jones is expressing there, in which he's encouraging Ray, Ray Kinsella, played by uh, Kevin Costner, to maintain a baseball field in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa. What he's touching upon, and that film's over 30 years old now, is that fans in the modern era feel a little taken advantage of. Now, if that's how they were feeling in the late 80s, early 90s, those feelings have multiplied significantly. There was a time not long ago where you could take your whole family to a baseball game for not a lot of money. These days, if you're not making six figures, you probably can't do that unless someone's giving you these tickets. 
And there are a whole bunch of other aspects of the game of baseball which seem to be increasingly less fan-friendly. Well, a new group has emerged which is trying to restore the balance between the fans that are paying for all this stuff and the millionaires that play this game and the billionaires that own these teams. Very pleased uh, to welcome the president of the Baseball Fans Association, John Halbach. John, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for joining me on the radio. Good morning, Frank. Thank you very much for having me on. So, John, give us, uh, before we talk about what you're trying to do with the Baseball Fans Association, tell me about your baseball fandom. How enthusiastic of a baseball fan are you, and how, how long have you been following baseball? Well, born and raised in Staten Island, New York, in 1969, the Mets became the Mets, and I jumped on the bandwagon, and I've been on it ever since, to the good, to the bad, to the worst. I've been there. Don Clendenin did something to me in 1969 that it, it, it showed me something about something that I, I had no idea what it was. I was five years old. And it, it enlightened me to a game that was thrilling to me. So uh, ever since I was five years old, I've been a Mets fan. And I, I just thought it was, it was the national pastime, you know, on steroids. I just loved it. All right, so now you've launched the uh, Baseball Fans Association. Before we get into what it is, what's the problem? Why do uh, the fans need somebody speaking up for them? Why are the fans and how are the fans being mistreated? Well, you kind of touched on it in your open, which was great, with, with James Earl Jones. Back, even go back that far into the 80s, it, the game, you could take a family of four to a game regularly, but you can't do that. Well, you can do it, but it's noticeably harder. There's a, a sports figure here in New York City. He's in the media. And I, I don't know what the copyright laws are, so I'm not going to say his name, but uh, he's got two jobs in New York. And he took his kids and his wife to the um, subway series in City Field. He's a Yankee fan. And he, he even admitted, this guy has two very high-powered jobs, that he went to a concession stand, he got two hot dogs, two chicken fingers, and four Cokes, and it was 70 bucks. That's just for that. Doesn't include the tickets, doesn't include the parking, doesn't include, you know, anything else that's affiliated with the game. It's just become financially a different animal. And the regular normal family, the family of four, who's just, you know, they're going day by day, paycheck to paycheck. They they got priced out of being able to go to a game and enjoy it, you know, like they used to be able to do. It's just not feasible anymore. So the the primary way that the fans are being given the short end of the stick here is through is through the pricing, the pricing for everything, the tickets, the uh, the hot dogs, the beer, it, it, the inflation for those prices is rising at a much faster rate than inflation in general is. Not even close. I, I went back 15 years. I, I figured going back more than that wouldn't be fair. So I went back 15 years. A price of a hot dog at an average stadium is up 88%. The price of a beer is up 46%. Wow. The price of a soda is up 58% of soda. And, you know, ticket prices are up 
That's in 15 years. Imagine going back to your times with James Earl Jones and, and what would it be like then? I, I, I didn't go back that far. I didn't think it was fair, but that's insane. And that's just the, the cost to a family. I mean, let's talk about salaries of these guys. The minimum salary 15 years ago for Major League Baseball players was $327,000. That's great. Today, it's $700,000. The highest paid player back in 2007 got $19 million. Today, it's $43 million with multiple guys, and that's fine. But the thing that really struck me is this year, this current year with the playoffs going on right now, this current year, there's 57 guys making $19 million or more. As opposed to 15 years ago, there's one. Well, I guess we're seeing that the uh, the fans, the uptick that they're paying in uh, hot dogs and tickets, we're seeing at least where part of that money is going. You know, it's funny. There's always the fans are always railing against those greedy owners. Most of the I think every team is owned by a billionaire or at least a billionaire consortium. Do we know if over the 15 years that you've tracked that these owners have actually made more money or do they need to raise these prices in order to in order to pay these exorbitant players salaries that the players unions and their agents are are demanding? Well, I, I don't have an answer to you. And, and the reason I, I guess I'm trying to figure out if there's price gouging going on or if. Yeah, the answer I would give you is this. There's a, a agreement between the owners and the players, and they share the revenues. Now, whether or not the owners are being forthright with the players saying these are the actual numbers, I, I don't have an answer for that. All the other teams are privately owned, and their financial records are theirs. But there's one team, the Braves, that's part of a public company, and their records are public information. The problem is that the way they do it is unlike any other financial disclosures that I've ever seen for any other public company that I've ever researched. And it's, it's hidden within, it's an enigma in a real, you can't really ascertain how much money these teams are making. Got it. So we don't know. We don't know if these no teams are, are putting this in their pocket. Hey, what did you think? And if people just tuning in, we're talking with John Hellbach. He's the president of the Baseball Fans Association. If you want to learn more about what they're doing, you can go to Baseball Fans with an S, BaseballFansAssociation.org. It's BaseballFansAssociation.org. What did you make of the new rules which were implemented over the last two years? Obviously, you had the Ghost Runner, which has been with us since COVID, but a whole bunch of new rules last year or this season, including the new pitch clock and several others. What do you think of the new rules? Well, I personally hate the ghost runner. I don't think that's baseball. That's just me. Um, I love the pitch clock because it's, it's made the game more watchable. It's, it's no longer just a four hour event. It's, it's a game. It's a thing I love about basketball and football you know, there's you get in, you get out, you get in, you get out. With the pitch clock, it makes you get in, and the pitches on the mound, get ready, and the batters get in the box and get ready. It, I like that a lot. So let me ask you, 
<clears throat> what's to say you had a union of fans? And baseball said, hey, what else would you guys like? And we could get together as that group, say, hey, we want this, we want that, we want this. And we could be involved in improving the game. That's another part of why we're doing this. You know, it's so funny in reading about your uh, mission statement. And again, people can check it out at baseballfansassociation.org. I'm reminded of what they call citizens utility boards in Illinois, in Oregon, in uh, San Diego. They have these groups of uh, rate payers, people that pay their electric bill, uh, the utility bill that band together and they stand up to the power companies and to government and they basically act as a watchdog for the rate payers. We don't have that in New York, so maybe people are unfamiliar with the concept, but uh, it sounds like uh, that's kind of what you would be doing. You'd have a watchdog for the fans. That's what we want to do. And it's also, it, it, it's that and it wants, I want it to be more than that. For instance, you talked about him with the previous caller. Trey Turner is a phenomenal player, and he signed his ginormous contract this past offseason, and he has had a horrific year. And one radio station in Philly, a couple of announcer guys got together and said, you know what, let's cheer this guy. So they started telling everybody, and everybody followed through, and this one random game in the middle of the year the Phillies fans cheered Trey Turner the first time he came to bat, and it turned his season around. That's the effect of fans and what they can do when they work together. And if we can do that in one random team, imagine fans of 30 teams around the league, the impact we could have. That's one of the things that we've seen over the last few years is the average age of the baseball fan is going up and the uh, the average age of a baseball fan is higher than in the other major professional sports. Do you think part of the reason for that is younger fans can't afford to go to the game? There's no question in my mind. I mean, obviously, Frank, I can't give you any details on you know, to prove that, but there's no doubt in my mind. I've got two kids. And they're, they're 21 and 24. And then my daughter is 26, and she's great. But she's not really a, a sports fan. These two kids are sports fanatics. And they don't really follow baseball. Because it's just, you know, we don't go to games. It's not an enjoyable game to watch. Although, like I said, with the, speed, with the, the pitch clock, it has gotten better. But still, it's, the, the game has a real problem. And to fix it, they need information from the fans that they need to pay these ridiculous prices. So th- that's what we're looking for, too. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. So uh, this group, the Baseball Fans Association, is a is a nonprofit. What are you exactly hoping to do? Uh, let's say people end up joining this group. What um what, what what's then the next step? What's the uh, six month mission, the one year mission, the two year mission? Where do you guys go from here? Well, listen, uh, we, there's no way to really know 
how many baseball fans there are. So, I mean, you can go by attendance, but how many people watch multiple games? We have no idea. You can go by TV ratings, and you can say, well, how many people are in that one household watching that one game? So there's really no way to know. Nielsen came out with a number saying there's 170 million baseball fans in America and 10 million in Canada. That's great. Let's just say that's the number, although I have no idea if it's right or wrong. If that's the number, we can't go from zero to 170 million right away. So our six-month station, uh, mission statement is to get enough members initially because we are a nonprofit and we can't take money from sources other than members. So it's a $5 fee. So you give us the $5 and we get 1,000 of them. Now we got $5,000. And we can go hire a social media expert or a computer guy and then you get another 5,000 and we can hire other people and we can increase the numbers behind us. And then the ultimate goal is, okay, we have X amount of members. Now let's call the commissioner of baseball and say, hello, here we are. Now you have the fans to deal with. This is what we want. That's the goal. And what if different fans want different things? For instance, it's not inconceivable that I may dislike the uh, universal DH and uh, you may like the universal DH. What um, what then how will the decision making process of the priorities of this group take shape? Well, we have a, a the website, which thank you very much for mentioning. And on that, there will be a link where you the members when you join. You become a member, you log on, and we will have a vote. If you are a member of any union in the country, everything is decided by a vote. So 51% of our fans uh, group decide we want X, that we, we go for X. It's just a member of, you know, you guys want this? then that's what we're going to do. It's not up to one person. It's not up to anything else. All right, John, I'm going to have to end it there. But if people are interested in joining this, then uh, what's the next step? Would they go to the website? They go to the website, and, and on top of the website, there's a, a, a box that says join. Click on that. Give us your name, your number, your, your favorite team, your town, and you make your $5 fee, pay your $5 fee, and you're a member. And then once we accumulate those members, we'll start reaching out to them and saying, hey, this is, you know, this is what we're going to do. We need you to vote on this. We need you to vote on that. And that's how it all gets started. All right. So, uh, baseballfansassociation.org. Th- that $5, is that uh, monthly? Is it annual? Is it one time? W- w- how frequent is that? It's a one-time thing. One time. Okay, well, that's a pretty good deal. Only one time. Um, all right, John Hellbach, president of the Baseball Fans Association. Uh, John, good luck to you. I'm glad somebody's uh, sticking up for the fans. Let's chat again soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate this. Sure thing. Uh, again, the website, if you want to check, take a look, baseballfansassociation.org. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead.